All right, we should be live. Welcome, everybody. Hopefully, we have fewer tech issues than yesterday. I hope everybody's off to a good day so far. This is the morning news rundown for October the 12th. Uh, today is a Monday, and uh, we're just starting off the week. Another crazy week ahead, I'm sure. 2020 has been one crazy year. It's flown by. I've lost all sense of time, and uh, I hope everybody out there is doing well, like I said. Okay, let's dive in to the news. First story, we have Joe Biden seemingly changing course here. So Joe Biden's being put in an interesting uh, position. Well, he's put himself in this position where he doesn't want to actually answer any questions. So he just turns everything on to Donald Trump because in his mind, everybody hates Donald Trump or actually, I don't know what's going on in his mind or I don't even know if this is a real election. This could all be just a made for TV movie. For all I know. Um, and I do think that both parties are rigged. So at the very least, we have two rigged um, puppets running against each other. But uh, I digress. So the first story, Joe Biden uh, attacks Donald Trump for shutting down the country over coronavirus. How does this make sense? Um, let's go to the article. So remember, Joe Biden's the one who says, I'm going to listen to the scientists. I'm going to do whatever the scientists tell me. Basically, if I'm elected, you're, a vote for me is a vote for the scientific dictatorship Orwellian nightmare. Um, let's see how, how this happened. Democratic president, uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden attacked Donald Trump on Saturday for shutting down the economy. A move he himself has said he would make if scientists recommend it. So we've heard him hint at this multiple times. He said that he would uh, force everyone to wear a mask. As long as anyone, as long as people are forced to wear masks, we are shut down. Like that is a huge shutdown of individual liberty. That is like one of the most shut down actions you can do is make people wear a mask around. All right. So don't don't like say you're going to mandate masks and that you're not going to shut down the country because those. <laughs> Those are that's a huge contradiction. Okay, here he is apparently. Let's watch this clip, but it looks like he's gonna say that he's going to shut it down or that he would shut it down. Sworn in come January, and we have coronavirus and the flu combining, which many scientists have said is a real possibility. Would you be prepared to shut this country down again? I would be prepared to do whatever it takes to save lives because we cannot get the country moving until we control the virus. Did you hear that? That should terrify everyone. I haven't seen this clip yet. He said, I would do whatever it takes, whatever is necessary. If it saves lives. Guys, every terrible act that a, a big evil government has ever done, they had to tell at least some of the people that it was for saving lives. Like, give me an example where that wasn't um, the, the argument for the collective's violence and oppression. Oh, we're saving lives. It's for the greater good. It's for the security of our homeland. Let's watch that one more time because this is very, very terrifying. This is Joe, uh, Joe Biden, um, the old white man for the Democrat side. I would be prepared to do whatever it takes to save lives because we cannot get the country moving until we control the virus. That is the fundamental flaw of this administration's thinking to begin with. 
In order to keep the country running and moving and the economy growing and people employed, you have to fix the virus. You have to deal with the virus. So if the scientists say, shut it down? I would shut it down. I would listen to the scientists. He would shut it down if the scientists told him to shut it down. He would listen to the scientists. So here he is. All it would take is a scientist walking up to Joe and say, hey, man, we can save some lives if we do X. And Joe would do it. Like, how many scientists would it take, Joe, before you would, say, murder a guy? How many scientists would it take for you to shut down the country? Um, how long? How many would it take for you to set up gulags, labor camps, to do what, uh, what's that? I forgot the guy's name. Uh, the guy who said we need to kill all the maggots, uh, all of the Trump enablers. Someone help me in the chat. I forgot that guy's name. Uh, not Scarborough. But oh, it's terrifying. This collectivist uh, cult really needs to be uh, carefully dismantled with logic and rhetoric, because I, I really think that we're going up against this cult of authority. This, you know, scientific cult, and it's not real science, it's scientism and it's not real liberalism. Um. Uh, man, let's uh, let's keep going. That's just the first star story, but uh, actually, no. Let's see, because he he apparently changed tunes recently. So that was kind of going back in time to see. Okay, what has he said before about him shutting it down? He says he'll shut it down if the scientists tell him it'll save a life or two. Now, uh, let's see. Biden was asked in Pennsylvania if he would support a nationwide shutdown. And he replied, no, look, he's the guy that shut it down. That's a big 180. And I, you know, I applaud him if that's his new stance. If he's going to say Trump's a tyrant and uh, his policy is, is crazy. Um, yeah, I'm on board. But I'm not going to support Joe Biden just because he says one thing right. I'm also uh, not going to trust him to actually follow what he says. What it sounds like to me is the same thing with the court packing. Remember when they asked him, are you going to pack the courts? And he said, uh, well, a couple times he said, no, that's what Trump wants me to answer. Or that he, <laughs> that's going to be the story tomorrow. Then he, then he transitioned to start blaming Trump for being the court packer. He was like, Donald Trump's the only one that's been packing courts. So why are you even asking me that question? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So now he's saying the same thing about the shutdown. People are asking him, hey, would you shut down the whole country? Because that's a really unpopular uh, opinion. And he goes, eh, no, Trump's the, the shutter downer. All right, moving on. We saw that. Okay, um, Trump, or let me start over. Biden's off to a bad start so far in the campaign, or at least this, this latest bus uh, tour. They're going on tour in a bus that says battle for the soul of the nation. How cringe is that? I mean... I don't know if cringe is the right word. It's more like threaten. Is that a threat? Because I feel threatened. And uh, his logo is weird too with the the three lines for the E. It looks like a three reference to me. But battle for the soul of the nation, text 30330. And if you forget the number, just divide 666, which I think is Biden's favorite number, and you divide that into 2020, and uh, then you know 
who to text Joe to, or what, what is it here? Text bus. You can text bus to 30330 if you want some uh, spam from the Democrats. Okay, next up, uh, here's some coverage um, of the campaign event. This is, I believe, Arizona here. It says Arizona Reporter, uh, and that's what we're about to watch. I think that that uh, first stop is in Arizona. Although we did see one first stop with like maybe 50 people in front of the bus, uh, which is a very small event for presidential candidate. But um, I only say that because it says here, bus tour kickoff. But it does say uh, enthusiasm gap for candidates is huge. But hey, don't get ahead of yourself, Trump. This isn't a popularity contest. Oh, wait. It is a popularity contest? Okay. Um, maybe this is a bad bad sign for Biden here. Let's listen to the report. There's really not much to see. Um, I'll step out of the way, but it's kind of boring out here. So it's not your typical campaign, presidential campaign event. We don't see people rallying outside. We don't see um, signs or really much of what's going on. And I'm told by one of the Biden staffers, local staffers, is that they uh, kind of kept the details about the visit as far as the timing and the exact locations. And pretty much all uh, the people that we saw enter into the parking lot about 45 minutes ago were with uh, the Biden-Harris campaign and the uh, pool reporters. So you would expect to see, I mean, it, it, this is a pretty big event for um, the two of them to be campaigning together for the first time since the Democratic National Convention here in Arizona. We've established, our, our state has established itself as a battleground state. And so this is technically a big event, but not a lot of fanfare. So we're getting information about what's going on with these meetings from our uh, national course of correspondent pool reporters. But from out here, you really can't tell anything much is going on. Biden-Harris campaign not releasing a lot of details about where these events are taking place and exactly when. Like I said, you know, this is a huge event. All right. So Biden and Harris come out and they say, well, we're not really promoting these events. It's like, okay, I guess maybe you can just do it all digitally and virtually, but you would think they want to have a crowd. So we do have a follow-up. I think Joe had another event, and we will get to that in a second. Um, and somebody in the chat, I think, oh, okay. Uh, some I thought John was calling me a New World Order puppet, but he was talking to someone else. And I wanted to, to clarify because I was like, oh, maybe I'm putting out the wrong energy here. Because uh, I'm not like really into politics other than trying to figure it out and just follow it and use it as a, a vehicle for commenting on other things, uh, since people are all watching this. Um, so I only try to show like the one percentage of stories that I think are worth looking at. I have to look through so much garbage, uh, do so much garbage yardage. <laughs> um, that's what my mother called. My mom was a swim coach. I grew up swimming and, um, <laughs> she called when you just do, do a bunch of like, uh, <laughs> what am I saying? If you just swim a bunch of miles of something and you just have terrible form. She called it garbage yardage, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, moving on. So Johnny Rotten, aka John Lydon, uh, comes out and says he's voting for Trump and everyone's uh, very interested by the whole thing. I think it's interesting. Um, I listened to them a little bit when I was a teenager and it, their music was okay. <laughs> Although, you know, I don't think they were that musically. I, I don't know. I don't want to knock them. Um, 
there was that great line that they did at a concert once where he goes like, do you ever get the feeling you've been had or something like that? Let me correct me in the chat if anyone remembers the exact quote, but he's like, do you ever have, do you ever get the feeling you've been uh, scammed or something like that? And it's just, it's great. Okay. Next up, uh, Greta Thunberg endorses Biden though. Uh, She says election is above and beyond politics. Okay, you're literally endorsing a politician to enact the policy that you want. How how is this anything other than politics? That's what it really bugs me. These um these pundits and and then the people who just parrot the mockingbird media, uh, they'll say, "Let's keep politics out of this debate about masks." Okay, let's just mask up. You're like, wait, wait, wait. You're forcing everyone to wear a mask, which is a policy. A, a draconian evil policy, if you ask me, because obviously the people don't want to wear them or you wouldn't have to mandate. So don't tell me after you you say something evil like that. I mean, that'd be like saying uh, we need to sterilize everybody to fix this climate problem. It's like and then and then coming afterwards and saying, but don't disagree with me. This isn't a time to politicize the issue. You just need to go along with what I say. <laughs> I mean, it makes me so mad to hear this type of craziness. This election is above and beyond politics. It's like, um, it's literally all it is. Who took my New York? Okay, um, sorry, I played it a little soon here, but this is the next uh, clip I wanted to play here. This is Project Veritas announcing a defamation lawsuit against New York Times unless they retract um, some claims they made, which has made the rounds on uh, the traditional media and then onto the internet. Uh, concerning the latest report they did on possible ballot harvesting, possible cash for ballots in um, Minnesota, I believe. Uh, I'll I'll double check that while we watch the clip here. This is James O'Keefe announcing uh, the lawsuit, giving us some insight into what's happening. Uh, I just like following this because, um, I don't know, I'm interested in James O'Keefe's work. So I just like to keep people updated. I'll put the link in the chat. If any, Make sure you guys go check out his channel if you haven't already. Let's watch a little bit of this. Who took my New York Times? Not my actual newspaper, but the newspaper my father used to read. It was honest, reliable, for the most part, unbiased. Sadly, someone took that New York Times and replaced it with this sad imposter. On Tuesday the 29th and Wednesday, September 30th, the New York Times published articles falsely claiming, and I quote, Project Veritas releases misleading video, part of what experts call a coordinated effort, unquote. Okay, I've got to, I've got to interject. This is like the classic template for how the media just puts out anything they want. They find one or two people who they can s- source and then they put the headline like this this crazy thing that they want you to believe. I mean, it, maybe it's the, the case here. I don't think it is. I, I don't want to pretend like I have all the knowledge. They're, I mean, James is willing to bring it to court. So I think that says something. Uh, but they just slap on at the end here. Oh, it's experts. And then but this in this headline, they went even above and beyond that. They. They say it's misleading and then part of what experts call a coordinated effort. So their statement here isn't even attributed to experts, only that the experts are saying it was coordinated. Um, And and for the people listening to the podcast, we're looking at the New York Times article here, as you could probably guess. So uh, let's listen back in on James. 
This article is libelous, it's unsubstantiated, and it's misleading. It is full of fabricated claims. The second word of this article about our Minnesota ballot harvesting investigation calls the video, quote, deceptive, unquote. But there is nothing in the article to substantiate this libelous claim. In fact, the video speaks for itself, and it is very clear. All right, so we've covered this before, this, uh, this story, so we'll move on. I just wanted to, to let people know that uh, they, it seems that Project Veritas and New York Times are coming to, uh, coming to blows, which I think is very interesting. And uh, he brought up some great points in here about New York Times. I kind of want to play the last little bit of the video. You can go watch the whole thing if you want. But he brings up this great thing about, uh, you know, how it's kind of deteriorated, the New York Times, since his father was reading it as he was a kid. And I wonder now that I, you know, is it is it really getting that much worse or are we just um, noticing it now? And I, I think it has gotten worse, but... How bad has it always been is the question. I think it's always been pretty bad. So let's listen, because uh, remember he said at the beginning, who took my New York Times, the one that my dad used to read? Uh, let's, let's listen in. You didn't do your job. The New York Times' own standards, your own standards demand better than this. All we ask is that you live up to your own standards. And will someone please give me back the real New York Times? Project Veritas on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, I'm definitely tuned into their work. Okay, next up. Um, this is a pretty funny quote from Cruz, which really, I mean, it's kind of my stance too, but it, it's funny that it's a quote here in a news story. He says, I believe President Trump can win, dot, 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 and Republicans can take both the House and Congress. But I also think it's possible we can see a Democrat sweep. I mean, yeah, I think that is kind of how we all feel. It could just go any which way, especially those of us who don't even think that the vote's legitimate. We don't even think that uh, the candidates <laughs> are genuine. So, yeah, it, I think it's all rigged. I think it's all rigged. Okay, next up, Breaking 911 says, Biden to consider New York Governor Andrew Cuomo for U.S. Attorney General. Oh, no. Andrew Cuomo for U.S. Attorney General. Well, the good news is Cuomo says, I have no interest in going to Washington. So Cuomo already fired back, but it's free press for the, the Cuomo monster here. Speaking of free press, this guy, this next one, uh, Jamie Harrison is the king of free press. He's the guy who put up the plexiglass barrier barricading him away from Lindsey Graham. Uh, <laughs> just, or, or, yeah, Lindsey Graham at a debate. Uh, just making a big ordeal out of like, oh, that guy it might have the cooties or COVID or whatever. And uh, <laughs> and then he, then he threw a hissy fit the next debate because Graham wouldn't take a test. And they ended up having like a forum or something. And every time he does one of these moves, all the press outlets will just jump on it and just like cover it like it's some grand uh, maneuver. Like for for uh, contrast, I'm, I'm sure you guys all saw that. Uh, well, maybe you haven't seen it. I don't even know how to find it. Uh, or I can find it here. Uh, he's running against 
what's the, what's her name? Uh, Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters opponent ad. Found it. Okay, so this guy hardly gets any press for this ad he makes that goes super viral that just uh, totally makes a fool of Maxine Waters. I'm Joe Collins. I'm running for Congress against Maxine Waters. Do you know where I am right now? Maxine Waters' $6 million mansion. Do you know where I'm not right now? Maxine Waters District. $6 million mansion here. I mean, that's that's a great move. It is a ridiculous ad G unit. I mean, the whole, everything is ridiculous about politics. I, I, I want to always be able to interject and, and tell some truths about about this because it's all like lies, smoke and mirrors, Wizard of Oz. It's all just to distract, deceive, and uh, brainwash people. And the social media sites are really going to amp it up. So I'm, I'm trying to put a healthy spin on it, but I just have to call this stuff out. Uh, Jamie Harrison raised $57 million. This is another guy. This is the guy who put up the barricade and, and threw a hissy fit when Lindsey Graham wouldn't take the test in the next debate. And uh, that's a Senate fundraising record. Have you ever heard of this guy? So uh, he's going up against Lindsey Graham. That'll be interesting, too. And the, the elections are just a few weeks away. And uh, I hate to quote... <laughs> I hate to quote... Uh, Cruz on such a stupid quote, but it's kind of like Cruz said here, like it could go either way. Republicans could take control of the presidency and the two chambers of, of Congress, or it could all go to the Democrats, but it's such a stupid, or it could be somewhere in, in between, uh, but it's such a, a non-prediction that I feel stupid even saying it, but I could honestly see it playing out either way. Here's my guess though. If you want to hear a real guess, I think Trump's going to win in a landslide. That's what my gut is telling me based on the support I see for him online and it, on the streets. Although we have to account for the, the old people who are afraid to go outside of their house. I don't know if you guys have talked to your your grandparents. Um, and my grandparents are a little different uh, from one another, at least. Uh, but for the most part, they're not going to be going out to rallies or anything. And, and the people, the people that are really concerned with COVID, are more likely to vote Democrat. So, it's a it's a really weird election in that sense. But I think Trump's gonna, I think Trump's gonna win by a landslide. There's gonna be a lot of, uh, back and forth and and ridiculous arguments being made in the wake of the election. After the election, um, it's gonna be contested and going back and forth. Remember, they're calling they're they they say it's going to be a red wave. As in the it's on election night, it's going to look like the Republicans sweep and, and win everything. And then they say there's going to be a blue shift or something like that. I forgot the term. I think it's blue shift. And as you can probably guess from the context, that's when the states start flipping blue and all those votes come in the mail, which is so ridiculous. I mean, the idea that the votes wouldn't get there in time for the election, but that um, like the person mailed it on election day and they all vote Democrat. <laughs> but I guess they maybe they receive them and they don't quickly tally them. I think one of our news stories coming up is going to be about um, Whitmer. Whitmer in, what is it, Michigan? Now I'm forgetting where. Uh, 
I think I'm pretty sure I have the yeah, here's the article. Let's just jump to that before we go to this one. So Whitmer says election won't rush to get results on election day. Calls it an artificial deadline. Oh yeah, it's a, it's just a nice to have, right? <laughs> it's just an artificial deadline. What's the rush? So maybe that would require them or allow them and we know how lazy government is that would allow them to to take their time on the ballots that are regularly coming in i'm just trying to foresee what they're going to say so that's my guess I, I i see trump winning it i see them trying to galvanize as much support for trump as possible using the same technique as 2016 reverse psychology by making it look like he's being victimized like he's an outsider that everyone hates in the in the establishment because everyone hates the establishment and uh yeah so let's move on to the next one here Trump promises more breathtaking documents about Russia probe are coming so they keep saying this they say tons and tons of documents are coming about the FISA court abuse spying on Trump in 2016, which Trump has previously said he's considering using his justification as a rationale to run for a third term, which is very strange. Um, also, this is, I, I don't like Daily Mail. Um, I, I forgot what I was saying. So here's a, a claim that Biden's been making a bunch, moving on to the next story. Uh, Biden's been telling us that he's not going to raise our taxes unless we make more than 400000 a year. But he's also talking about canceling the Trump tax cut bill, which would impact a lot of people who are benefiting from that bill right now. And then we also have these increased rates. I think these are for the highest bracket here. I could be wrong. I think these are for uh, the 400K bracket. Corporate taxes, Trump is seven points lower than Biden, but they're still really high, in my opinion. 21% for Trump, 28% for Biden. I, I know a lot of people want to really tax corporations, but um, I think that it's a little bit crazy because the corporation gets taxed and then the payouts get taxed. When, each, when the owners or the employees get paid, uh, they have to pay taxes on it too. So everything's getting taxed so many times. Uh, then we have income and payroll taxes. Uh, Trump, 37%, which seems really high. That's, again, the highest bracket, I think. Biden at 52%. 52%. What is this, France? Small business taxes. Trump wants 29.6%, which is really high. Uh, Biden wants 39.6%, which is astronomical. Uh, capital gains and dividend tax. Trump, 23.8%, Biden, 43.4%, which is ridiculous. I mean, 43.4%. So if you want to sell your house, imagine if you want to sell your house, the government gets, what, 43.4%. Now, I do know, I know what people are going to say. It's a progressive tax bracket system. And that is a good point. Um, I believe it's only after you pay taxes on the 400,000 that you would start having to incur these new tax brackets. So your 400,000th and first on each of those dollars you make get taxed at this rate. Um, whereas you pay the lower rates that everyone else pays 
it's a laddered approach. So as you as you make less and less money, these rates do go down a bit. But I mean, it's just insane to think about how much the government's taking from people and how little they get, how little they give back to the people. And uh, Bill Maher even said that the other day on his show. I saw, and I used to like Bill Maher back when I was a brainwashed liberal atheist. Now I I can't stand the guy. Can't stand him at all. But he he actually had Adam Schiff on. You might have seen it. And uh, he said that California people are leaving. The taxes are too high. (laughs) Or not too high. He said the taxes are so high and he doesn't see anything that he gets from it. And think about how much Bill Maher must make. And then he's even like complaining about taxes. And his whole job is to sell liberalism to the people, it seems. So... (laughs) And he did it on his show, too. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know. Crazy. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, I think that this this new woke culture brings up a lot of interesting discussions. This next story, the University of Kentucky segregated residential assistance training by race sent white people to white accountability space. So the the white workers had to go take like an extra component in their class. We'll cover that in a second here, but, and I know it's going to, I know it's different. People, people interpret it totally different than if it was the opposite. And if it was something bad, um, and I think it is a little bit bad to, to tell somebody that, you know, they're, they're bad because they look like something you're trying to victimize from the past. Even though that person you're trying now to to make feel guilty and shame didn't actually do anything wrong. So who's really being the bad person? So I, I think it brings up a lot of really interesting philosophical questions. So uh, let's dive in here. University of Kentucky uh, confined the white people to white accountability space. So let's just jump. Uh, I think we all want to hear what the white RAs um, were taught. So they were given a document that listed 41 common racist behaviors and attitudes of white people. See, I think this is a scandal. I think this is pretty crazy. Like, you're just trying to work. You're a residential assistant. You might even be an unpaid volunteer. I'm pretty sure these are like college students, probably of older, older years. And then you have to take a a course on 41 common racist behaviors and attitudes of white people. Like this is a big scandal and it was probably like done in good. I'm sure it was done in good intentions, but, um, people, they need to talk to a lawyer first. They need to, uh, think these things through. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, I would understand punishing someone for being racist, but this, this takes the cake. It reminds me of, um, they have, Sometimes they'll have like, uh, I, I saw a bike store or something that was offering a deal that was like 50% off for people of color. And I saw a comment like, it looks like somebody didn't check with their lawyer first. And uh, I think there's some truth to that. Now, what whether they'll actually get in trouble or not, I don't know. I don't want them to. Um, I also don't like seeing uh, different pricing tiers based on people's genetics. That That seems crazy to me, even if it is supposedly... Um, a woke interpretation of things. 
what's my point? Um, my point, I guess, is that <laughs> well, the reason why I, I, they say that you should have talked to your lawyer on that is because there are anti-discrimination laws. I believe the Civil Rights Act after the, the 60s, right? And since then, they've, I think, added on other groups that are also protected from discrimination, such as uh, gay or, or transsexual people. I could be wrong about all this. I'm not a lawyer. But it brings up some very interesting philosophical questions about um, not the morality of discrimination, which I think most people think it's it's definitely immoral. Um, Maybe not all people. But then it it brings into question, what should the government do about it? Should the government outlaw a stupid uh, backwards way of thinking? And uh, I don't think that the government should outlaw uh, that that type of thing, but I don't want to see it prevalent in the society. And uh, I don't know. There's just a thought there. Let's let's look at a couple of the white um, people, common racist actions. White people believe they have earned what they have. That's the this is the number one thing. White people believe they have earned what they have, rather than acknowledge the exi- the extensive white privilege and unearned advantages they receive, and believe that if people of color just worked harder. Um, wow, there's a lot packed into that number. That first one. <laughs> what? I mean, these are two different thoughts. Uh, first off, I I think people a lot of white people have earned what they earned earned what they have whatever it says here i mean how racist is that oh white people you guys are so racist you think you earned what you have i mean most of these people haven't done anything wrong they've paid like what we just we just covered the tax rates they paid like 30 to 50 percent of their taxes or of their income to taxes now a lot of people can get around taxes that's a separate conversation um what's my point i i just (laughs) I think this is kind of moving in the wrong direction. This is, you know, I wish we didn't just obsess about things like this. Now, if if they didn't have, if they didn't have this uh, training, would there maybe be some awkward moments or some uh, biased or inherent racism? Maybe, Pr- probably. I don't, I don't know. At, at you know, one or two events, maybe. Um, does that mean you should preempt it and like have a counter strike before it happens? I don't know. It also is kind of like reverse psychology. It's like if you didn't bring it up, it wouldn't be on everyone's mind. It's like telling people not to think about an elephant. I remember uh I remember reading somewhere and I, I remember my mo- my mother saying that she used this on us. You never tell a kid not to do something because then they'll just do it a lot of times. Um, it's better to frame it some other way. All right. Moving on. Here's a kind of a weird story I wanted to cover as we shift over to Australia, the land of the midnight sun, as I like to call it. Australia banks ban customers from using credit cards on gambling such as these sites it mentions here. I actually, I'm not a gambler. Um, so I don't, I don't know these sites, but 
it says this is kind of an interesting graphic here from Daily Mail. Their their thumbnail has like no online gambling, no slot machines, no horse racing, fast food question mark. I guess they're wondering if maybe other bad decisions will be outlawed in the future. So Australia banks are stopping customers from gambling using, you know, denial of service on their cards. Critics ask whether McDonald's will be next. Okay, now I see why they put that in there. Graphic. I, 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 I'm curious why. See, I don't even think it's against the law. At first, I was thinking like, okay, maybe they're breaking the law and the banks have to stop. But now it just looks like it's a move where they're just trying to stop customers from making making bad decisions or something. And also, uh, I think gambling is is very interesting. I I don't rec I, I've never gambled. Don't recommend it. I think it's a waste of money. But it, it's interesting in the fact that. People can be convinced over and over to do something where they lose money. It's it's uh and, and BF Skinner was able to do it with his schedules of reinforcement after the gambling machine came to prominence. After the slot machine came to prominence, BF Skinner was able to do it with his pigeon experiments um with the variable schedule of reinforcement. And he was able to explain scientifically the slot machines, but it's interesting that industry often leads academia and public understanding of things. And I think that's currently going on with social media companies. Social media companies are addicting people to their products. They're mind controlling a bunch of people. They're getting people to do stupid things and it's only going to get worse. Speaking of only going to get worse, here's John Cleese coming out and warning that hate speech laws, such as those that are being proposed in Scotland are disastrous for comedy and for creativity so we'll look at this article right here um i also want to point out it's not just scotland we're also seeing uh some crazy legislation being talked about some crazy regulation being talked about in um canada they're looking at making content distributors on the internet so anyone who has an account on any of these sites um get an get a license to distribute content in canada now, they've since backtracked on that idea a little bit, but the idea, the fact that that's in their mind is very terrifying. The same thing they, they did with radio and television. And then, uh, what's the other one? Oh, the, the big one is in the UK. The online harms legislation. That's terrifying. And COVID-19 has given them an excuse to really push that narrative even more. So I think it's pretty uh, self-explanatory why... Uh, John Cleese of Monty Python is against the hate speech laws. So I'm looking if there's any. Um... So he goes he goes through his his argument about why he thinks that's a bad idea. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we don't need John Cleese to tell us that's a bad idea, but there he is telling us. So Fauci says he didn't give Trump permission to use him in his ad, which I didn't know Trump needed his permission, given as he is a public figure who is in the government. <laughs> so he, he says he takes him out of context, though. And Trump says he's going to continue to run the ad anyway. Now, I haven't seen the ad, but I have seen, and this is a good segue because I found this and I, for, I was almost going to forget to play it. But I, before I started the show, I saw, um, I saw this and I wanted to share it. It was a Trump campaign ad that says, they want to cancel you. They want to cancel you. All right, let's 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 hear him out. It says Joe and Kamala's cancer culture is getting out of hand. Biden and the radical left want to change or want to cancel. They flash some text real fast here. Uh, Biden and the radical left want to cancel free speech advocates, the free thinkers. And after that, the political opposition, the comedians, the non-compliant, also art, music, history, expression, expression, what was the last one, uh, spirituality, philosophy, Speech, thought, freedom, peace, prosperity, guns, God, farms, jobs. These are literally flashing at like one every three frames. Health, it says, art. Again, these are all things that they want to cancel. Music, history, expression, spirit, spirituality. They said those like multiple times. Law, order. Faith, family, speech, thought, freedom, peace, prosperity, trade, economy, jobs, health. It just keeps repeating. America. It literally repeated them like multiple times. So he's saying they want to cancel America. When will Joe Biden and the far left stop? Okay. That's uh that's intense. That's intense. It says Joe and Cam Joe and Kamala will cancel you. That's the that's the YouTube video title that was being promoted promoted as an ad on YouTube to me um by Donald Trump himself. So I also wanted to bring up something but that just completely uh okay, I remember now. That did surprise me. Or distract me. Okay, so I'm going to do a search for David Delighton. Here we, are. here we go. So this guy right here was uh, the one of the journalists behind the Planned Parenthood expose. They were selling fetal tissue, apparently. I'm going to put I'm going to put a link to his Twitter in the description or in the chat 
So what I want to search though, and this is how you search Twitter for things. You just come over to search and you can put um, what you're searching for. And then you do from colon and the person's handle. And that'll let you search their tweets. He called her the biggest. Okay, right here. Lots of people are asking me what I think of the news tonight. This again was 8-11-2020 when they announced Kamala Harris. And you can always remember that because those are her, her initials. Hmm, big coincidence, right? They're doing Jamatria on her name to, to announce her. K-H-11-8 announced on 8-11. Okay, but David Daleiden's take is Kamala Harris is the greatest threat to First Amendment civil rights our country has ever seen. I know because she had my home raided for speaking the truth about her political patrons at Planned Parenthood. So Kamala Harris was AG at the time. She had this journalist's house raided, his computers and drives searched. Her sponsors, her, um, she has uh, them as her donors, Planned Parenthood. Just a totally um, insidious relationship there. Okay, this is breaking as of this morning. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says another possible coronavirus shutdown in the works. Sad news. Remember, we talked about Cuomo earlier in the show when Joe Biden was saying that he was eyeing him for the U.S. AG, the attorney general. And uh, Cuomo said, no, I don't want to go to Washington. I want, and apparently the reason why he doesn't want to go to Washington is he needs to shut down New York. Who's, who's he working for? Who's he working for, really? Okay, this is um, another reason to be very suspicious of Trump, in my opinion. Here's a headline from Daily Mail. Boldly going. Trump says he will, quote, take a strong, excuse me, take a good, strong look at whether UFOs exist. Donald Trump on Sunday was asked about a new Defense Department division monitoring unidentified aerial phenomenon, and he said he would take a good, strong look at UFO sightings. So I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, but if they do a fake alien invasion or something, then we'll know that he's he's well, I think I think a lot of us already know that he's in he's an insider. I mean, he's playing right along. And he's doing so from an interesting strategical position because they have so many people latched onto this guy's back that he can do no wrong and that they'll follow him to the ends of the earth and jump off the cliff for him, you know? Um, and that's terrifying to me. And I think they've galvanized the support because they've made it look like he's an outsider getting attacked by the press. And I could be totally wrong on my assessment. Biden scares me even more than Trump. And I, I don't see it outside the realm of possibility that Biden gets in. So, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. This whole thing is uh, very concerning. All right, next up, time to go look at Australia. We have Dan Andrews, the, uh, the head of Victoria. And his right-hand man, Chris Eccles, has resigned... And they say that it's causing Daniel Andrews to feel increased pressure. Uh, next up, some people think this might be a hoax. I think it's interesting news regardless. 
Uh, they're saying a huge Biden-Harris display made from 19 hay bales in Massachusetts on a farm uh, was destroyed by fire uh, lit by an arsonist one day after it was built. It was a giant Biden-Kamala Harris display. Uh, oh, they did make an arrest. Lonnie Durfee, not 49, was arrested and charged with burning personal property. How'd they catch him? I would, that's what I always wonder now. And it's not because I don't want people to be held accountable. It's just that I think they do crazy things like uh, triangulate our cell phone signals and, and net the whole area around a crime scene. And if if we let that kind of behavior go un, uh, unstopped, that's going to run out of control and really destroy us as a country. Um I think I think it's it's already heading that way. If you look at the NSA and the CIA and the DIA or whatever it's called, scary stuff and then you have all the psychological operations and the US army always looking like they're hiring people for psyop officers. And they say, "Oh, there's a there's a great career path for you in the intelligence agencies after this." So it just seems like there's a lot of people running psyops out there. So it makes me really question what I see online, to say the least. Then we have things like Operation Mockingbird, which further question. And then things like uh, DARPA's LifeLog, which some people think turned into Facebook. So uh, let's see if there's any photos. Okay, here it was. Thankfully, they snapped a picture before... And then here it is, a flame. How symbolic, right? This this flag right here on fire because the Trump fan wanted to burn their stuff. So I don't know. It could be real. I mean, someone could have been so upset and triggered by this out in farmland that they, they did this. I always used to think, or I said it even a couple days ago, that it seems like much more of a liberal thing to do just to destroy, um, not liberal, I mean like Democrat Party supporter. I, I hate that the word liberal has come to mean that. I'm going to make a video, I hope, in the next couple of days about liberal and conservative as words and how they're just used so wrong. But uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. All right, let's move on. We spent enough time talking about that. So, oh, what I was going to say is the Republicans, I figured, were a little bit more classy and wouldn't go burning and, and stealing people's yard signs and stuff. Although we have seen some Republicans like putting a electric fence around their yard sign and affixing razor blades on the bottom of their yard signs, causing people to get hurt in that latter case. So I'm starting to think there's a lot of crazies on both sides or the news media is just playing with us. But I think there's enough people out there that these kinds of stories should be kind of expected. So we covered this earlier. Biden is talking about nearly doubling the capital gains tax on um, on the 400 plus K. I don't know exactly. I would like to see all of the different, the whole bracket, the or all the, I should say, all the whole table with all the brackets and for each of them. Although, it never seems to work like that. Like, 
Even is it even the the president's decision what the tax rate is? Can somebody tell me in the chat? I'm not even sure if the president decides. I think they kind of pitch it to the the Congress, and they are the leader of, the, of their party at that point. So I don't know though. It's going to be interesting after this next election to see which way things go. Because right now things are kind of gridlocked. We have one chamber of, of Congress blue, one chamber red, and then we have a red president. So if it goes one way or the other too drastically, we could have some really crazy stuff. Especially if it goes Democrat. We could have a whole different... Situation on our hands. Okay, next article. Uh, Trump doubles down on campaign ad using Dr. Fauci's words out of context. This is a mediaite headline here. Uh, Trump says, quote, we have done a phenomenal job. Many people agree. So I really want to see if we can find the original guy, uh, the original uh, clip. Man, I can't even find the uh, the video. I mean, I think we can all imagine the ad from Trump where it'll be like Cuomo saying, yeah, Trump did, gr- did good. And then it'll be like Newsom being like, Trump did a good job. And then it'll be Fauci being like, Trump did the right thing. <laughs> and then they're all going to have a hissy fit afterwards because they don't actually support him. And they just said one nice thing about him. But it's just, it's all so stupid. Okay, uh, speaking of, well, I was going to say speaking of stupid, but this is more like oppressive, tyrannical. Uh, This man got arrested for organizing lockdown protests in New York City. And of course, everyone's wondering why these um, peaceful, I'm not saying the other groups aren't peaceful, but why this flavor of demonstration where they're anti-lockdown. That gets cracked down. The government comes in, starts pushing people around, arresting the quote-unquote organizer. Meanwhile, other groups are allowed to and encouraged to protest. Maybe not encouraged to protest. Well, kind of. Actually, in the case of New York, remember, um, here's the guy, de Blasio, came out and helped paint this big thing in front of Trump Tower that said, Black Lives Matter. So he wasn't like saying we need to stop protesting because the coronavirus is so is so bad. They usually say things like, well, it's really amazing, even in a pandemic, how, you know, this issue is so important. It drives people to the streets or uh, usually I would be against it, but this one it needs to be done or something. I'm not saying I I disagree with any any activists out there. Well, I do disagree with activists out there. What I'm trying to say is. Watch this video of this guy getting arrested in New York City.
Now, I believe this is the same guy from uh, the last few nights of protesting, or maybe it wasn't like in a row, but they had a couple of these protests. And they were, um, excuse me, I got a cough. Um, they were saying that they would uh, take legal action if they kept uh, choking the community. It was a bunch of Jewish people, uh, I remember, celebrating in the streets, burning the masks. And uh, they said, one of the guys was saying that he was going to sue if, if uh, I think it might have been this guy, if they um, did anything. And they've already done so much. They've ruined so many lives under the guise of saving lives. Isn't it, isn't it so... Uh, inverted so so backwards oh we're saving lives by ruining all your lives we're we're uh we're saving lives by putting you through hell so next up oh wow so uh yeah here's a little bit more about the story New York issues $15,000 fines to Orthodox Jewish institutions over COVID violations. The religious spaces in Borough Park, the site of protests last, last week, weren't shut down because police don't have the authority, says this article. It looks like Fox News. Um, this person says it's impossible. Let me source him. Uh, Rahim Kassam on Twitter says it's impossible to ignore. We're starting, we're, excuse me, we're staring into a future where the already normalized riots, murders, persecutions of religious minorities, and endless scientific measures preside over human dignity and liberty, and the media cheers it on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people, uh, Christians, Jewish people. Muslim people who want to go worship and uh, they ought to be able to. I mean, the First Amendment guarantees them the right. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty effing clear. All right. Next up, we have um, a little flashback to. OK, here's the thing. They said that it's they started a riot. So really, they were just trying to. um To get to slap big charges on them and, and make a big example, right? But they weren't rioting. That's we, we have not seen any footage or any proof that all of these uh, Jewish people were rioting. I mean, that would be some interesting footage, but we we don't have it. So, uh, but what we do have is a police officer running into this group of peaceful people and starting to push people around. He just shoves them. So I'm definitely on the side of this group of protesters. And I think all group of protesters should be allowed to go out and protest. And all, all religious people should be able to go be religious. And, and it, it shouldn't be just because of religion. It should be anything we want to do. If, if the country is safe to open and they don't open it, that's an act of tyranny that's an act of treason i would say you had to shut down a safe country for something that you made up as a big threat so uh here's a speaking of big threats let's segue over 
Uh, North Korea unveils large intercontinental ballistic missile at military parade. Now, I've seen some interesting evidence over the years of, like, CGI and flimsy missiles and stuff. So I I don't want to, like, scare anyone with this. Like, I think a lot of this could just be, like, designed to look cool as they uh, roll down the highway or whatever at these military parades. But I thought this was an interesting article. North Korea unveiled a new intercontinental ballistic missile at a military parade Saturday. Do we have any any pictures? All right, let me see if we can find a picture of... I forgot what it was called, the monster... Let me see. North Korea monster missile. Here we go. See what they wrote on the side. Looking for any important numbers. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty, uh, Pretty big missile there, and then they have more of them. It looks like a whole row of these cars. Oh, and for the, the people watching the podcast, we're looking at this uh, huge missile they call the Monster Missile, the North Korea missile. It's got it's being driven along with this by this green truck with um six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven wheels on each side. <laughs> eleven wheels on each side, eh? There's probably some some meaning there. Okay, moving on. Uh, here is something I saw. I, I haven't seen any no- news stories about this, but this came up on Twitter. Uh, it could totally be fake news, but it sounds kind of interesting. These people are, are watching Kim Jong-un address his c- citizens on 10-10-2020. Now, this could just be a prank on us. Um, Because it did come out on TikTok, Serotonin21. But they say it was a powerful speech discussing their past 70 years. But what is this for? I'll just play a little bit of the clip. So he's hinting at maybe uniting the two Koreas. And uh, he says, I think in this quote, half want to reunite, the other half do not want to. So just an interesting thing to look out for. It could totally be a prank on us. I don't know. But uh, I think it's kind of uh, interesting to look at. Okay, let's uh, let's proceed now to watch a few clips from Daniel Andrews addressing the Australian people and, and the whole world, frankly. Uh, this is the tyrannical, out-of-control dictator down in uh, Australia who is just making everyone's lives hell. Check this out. Uh, sorry, a number of Labour MPs this morning, a small number, um, are saying privately they don't think your position is tenable any longer. Well, how would you respond to them? Could you give me their names? I'm not going to do that. Right. Well, then I'm not going to respond because I don't respond to anonymous claims. That doesn't make much sense to me if I start doing that, really. This is not a popularity contest. Um, This is about 
This is about leadership and getting this job done, and I am absolutely determined and focused that I will, we will, get this job done. He, so someone asked a question, and they're like, we had some reports of something, and they I, I forgot what it was, but uh, Daniel Andrews says, what was their name? He's like, I'm not going to tell you their name. And he's like, then I'm not going to answer it if it's just an anonymous question. All right, next one. Um, and you were talking about, I just go back to your grass point, um, and you were talking about reissuing, redoing the roadmap. If you are going to do that, how can Victorians trust the dates and the targets that you're setting if they have changed so many times over the past few months? You initially had step three at 26th of October, now you take that, you took this that is, away, then said it could be well, the 19th of October. It's not a matter of It may not oh, be, Simon, now be that. Simon, with the, greatest of, yeah, with, the, with the greatest of respect, um, this is not a static thing. It's a dynamic virus, and you have to update your plans accordingly. And plans are forecasts. That's a funny question. So I'm going to watch this one more time, but now I'm remembering what clip it is since we watched it. Um, he asks him, how can the people trust your prediction, your, your schedules, given that you changed this time, and then you changed this time, and then... And then uh, Daniel Andrews tries to cut him off, and the guy keeps going. And Andrews is like, "Yeah, we get it." He's like, "Don't, don't finish the list." Point, um, and you were talking about reissuing, redoing the roadmap. If you are going to do that, how can Victorians trust the dates and the targets that you're setting if they have changed so many times over the past few months? You initially had step three at 26th of October. Now you take that, you took this that is, away, then said it could be well, the 19th. It's not a matter of time. It may not oh, be. Now be that. Simon, with the greatest. Yeah, with the, with the greatest of That's funny. Okay, let's go to the next clip. Uh, they are hinting that next Sunday, so a little less than a week away, they might be re uh, removing some of the restrictions in Victoria, Australia. Now, I do not think we should release the pressure from these tyrants because uh, this is a w one way that they can get away with murder. They can get away with a lot. And I'm using that as, a, as an idiom. But what they do is it's called anchoring. So They'll, they'll show you one thing, and then you get acclimated it, to the, and they show you the other thing that's better. And you're like, oh, well, that's great, because I'm used to that, so that's great. So um, my point is <laughs> that they show us how bad it could be, and then they like bring it back to 70%. So very... Um, uh, very sneaky tactics, and they're basically the whole the whole thing here is they're holding our freedoms hostage as bargaining power to make us do something later. I can almost guarantee you they're gonna make us jump for our freedoms back, and uh, they're probably gonna use some collective punishment while they're at it, because or maybe they'll they'll have some sort of an app or something where they can individually let people free if they jump. If they do, if they do the vax or whatever. All right, let's play this next one. Absolutely, what drives it? Have you heard the comments from the World Health Organization overnight about lockdowns not, but encouraging governments to not use lockdowns as the primary source of suppressing the virus, especially when you know the lockdowns in the first wave. You were very clear that they were there to flatten the curve and get the system ready. So, is the system ready, and, and, and can the lockdowns be lifted because the system is ready? Well. We'll make announcements about easing on Sunday and, and up, you know, at points in time after that. Absolutely what drives it. Have you heard the comments from the world? 
All right, so not not a real good answer there. All right, uh, let's listen to this clip. I think this is the last clip from Daniel Andrews. Um, people are pretty upset with others. Um, yeah, look, no one's thrilled to see more cases rather than less ref. Uh, but what what this? I, can I? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, absolutely true. I guess um, some people might feel that you haven't been haven't been as honest as you could be, or as um, yeah, I'll use the word honest. Haven't been as honest as you could be about as you could be about right. We can put up with ten because it looks like we've got ten, both mystery cases and around an average. It looks like you're going to let us have a whole lot of personal freedoms but not business freedoms next weekend. I guess there's a fair bit of commentary around today and a fair few people saying, look, why does he just say, yep, we can work with 10, we can live with 10? Well, uh, I would be disappointed to think that people felt that way. I've tried to be nothing but frank and as clear as I can be. Uh, And sometimes that means I finish up foreshadowing things and posing questions that I can't answer all of them on the day that I do it. And I made a conscious choice the other day when... You know, we wake up to headlines that people's hearts have been broken and all these sorts of things, and I thought it was appropriate to say, look, we don't be, don't be in that place. Instead, know and understand that we are working towards uh, some easing on Sunday. Now, that then invited, not a criticism, but that then invited a whole range of questions, and, th- and that's your job to say, well, what are those, what does that look like? And I had to be equally clear to say, I can't answer those questions now. Uh, I could speculate, but then... I don't know that that's particularly healthy. And the other thing too, Rap, is the decisions haven't been made and they won't be made till, well, well into probably the evening of Saturday night. So on the issue of, on the issue of uh, uh, 0, 5, 10, all of those things, look, I've always tried to be clear with people to say we have targets and we have modelling based on those targets. Um, the best public health advice says to us that those targets can be uh, achieved. The question will become over what period? And if it is going to take an, you know, an unacceptably long... Now, this, the next question will be, how long is that? But an unacceptably long period of time to get to those numbers. I've always tried to be clear that... So that it might Yeah, it may come to... Let me just finish and then I'm happy to take a follow-up, as many as you want. So, I wish we had the second half of that clip. I, I really ought to... Sh- I should have uh, went and found it. Um, I'm not even sure if there is a second half of the clip, but basically we saw him do a lot of dance in there. So they asked him about the details because he kind of hinted at this change that's going to happen on Sunday. Like, oh, don't worry about it. It's going to get a little bit better on Sunday. And everyone's like, what What? What are you going to do on Sunday? And now he's like, well, I, I wouldn't even want to speculate about what I might do on Sunday. <laughs> it's like, do you have an idea or not? He, he literally just said there that he's going to wait until Saturday night to decide and he's still talking about chasing targets and stuff i mean it sounds like more hell is in in store for melbourne unfortunately okay this is a really funny clip um this this little kitty uh the kid here is coming in and uh gives the teacher a middle finger so it's like a, a social distance separated learning uh, situation and they're giving them the certificate. They're driving through and uh, they give them the middle finger and it's like a little kid. So I don't know. It, it's so funny. And I, I remember being a, a kid in school and I hated it. I hated sitting in that little desk all day. I hated uh, the whole the whole 
time frame of how long we had to be there, how many years and, and how little, uh, how short summer was. And uh, what's my point? Oh, and now it's even worse. And, and also it's from home. Like I can't even imagine going to school from a computer, but just check this out. The kid gives the middle finger and the, and the parents get really embarrassed, but it's just super funny. <laughs> that is so funny. All right, moving on. Um, okay, now they're selling matching sets of blouses and masks at Target. So you can have the same mask as your shirt. Oh my gosh. I don't know if it was a joke, but I've also seen a photo from a Target with a bunch of masks for sale right next to a mirror like implying that you can try them on and if you don't like it you can put it back like why else would there be a mirror there uh, i didn't see like maybe you throw them away if you don't like it i mean if you don't get what i'm hinting at like how do you know someone else hadn't tried it on before you got there um and doesn't have to defeat the whole purpose of a mask okay uh here is the update on biden's campaign this is um, an actual photo from a Biden campaign. They love these circles. I, you know what? I, these circles must be in their van. They must be driving these circles around. I, at first I kind of thought they were like chalked on or something, but I think they are literally, I mean, those are like four inch thick circles. And for the podcast listeners, uh, let me explain what's, what we're looking at here. And for the viewers out there, let me zoom in. We're looking at uh, Joe Biden, who uh, <laughs> is is uh, having some some blunders recently, and he's he's not looking very fresh. I'll put it that way. And there's a they have a bunch of uh, audience members. It looks not a bunch. I should I should clarify. I'm trying to explain things, and I'm realizing I'm I'm bad at it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. So there's probably 20 people in the shot. Obviously, they're all separated by social distancing, but it's not enough for them just to set out chairs far enough apart. They also have circles going around each chair that are like four inches wide. They're bright white, and they really pop, they really stand out and contrast the ground. So it just looks like like they're herding animals or something, or like I don't know, like. It's a little too obvious. Um, it's like, I think we're a little smarter than having to remind ourselves with big circles what's going on. And then in the background, they put build back better on the wall. So he's sticking with that. They have it actually a couple times. It's probably on his podium. So that is uh, what a Biden event looks like these days. And we're on to our last story here. Let's see what it is. Um, oh, the the NBA uh, finished up and, and some team won. And outside of that team's sporting complex, I think it was in L.A., they uh, had this huge uh, party slash riot slash police conflict. And uh, I like what this person said on Twitter. Uh, Jimmy Scully 23 said, notice there are no mainstream headlines about this being a dangerous super spreader event. Those only apply to conservative gatherings, proving once again that COVID-19 is a BS scam to get Biden elected. 
Well, I don't know if I am allowed to say that I agree on this site. I'll probably get banned just for reading that. Uh, but that's all right. You guys know where to find me. Patreon.com slash Tim Truth for, for uh, updates. But um, what was my point? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, remember when uh, ACB, who had her first hearing, by the way, today, who uh, Kamala Harris, or for which Kamala Harris said that she would be calling in remotely, which I thought was an interesting story. I don't think it made the lineup, but I'll, I'll add it in there. Uh, but remember, ACB had her press conference in the road, Rose Garden where Trump said that he was going to pick her for the Supreme Court appointment or whatever it's called. And uh, they had people seated in rows and columns and, and they were pretty close to each other, granted. Uh, but then we'd end up with like all these hashtags Hashtag Rose Garden Massacre, people were saying. And they'd have like all these red circles around people's heads. And you're like, wait, those people tested positive for COVID and were pretty much asymptomatic for the most part. Maybe some mild symptoms, but it's not a massacre if some people catch a mild illness. I mean, give me a break. But they say that it like, oh, it's going to keep spreading through the population and kill off another 200,000. How dare you? I guess I just look at the world a little bit differently than you folks do on that one. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the people listening because I know there's not many of those people with us here. And I want to give a big thank you to everybody who is with us here and a big shout out to the chat. Uh, that's our show for today, October the 12th. Uh, we had a lot of back-to-back news stories, so make sure to go check out the beginning if you showed up late. And let me go uh, shout out some people in the chat and read through some comments I wish I was better or had a team and could, throughout the show, copy and paste the best comments. That's not that hard to do. And then I could also just read them in real time, but I get I get distracted. So uh, we have United Heretics Rising, Italian Carrot Red, Varian Redbeard, Sassy Frass. Um, oh, Sassy Frass reminded me something. We have some more stories. Thank you, Sassy Frass, for the more stories. Um you were mentioning how you thought that Daniel Andrews signed the Belt and Road Agreement. And I'm not sure if he has, but I had seen this, which might be related. Um, oh. I'm not sure, though. It says it right here, but I don't, I don't think it says like that he signed it. But basically, he made a deal with China, a secret like, five-year deal, I think, with China. Let me see if I can find the part where it says it's secret. The detail, okay, right here. Uh, Andrews signed a five-year MOU with China in 2016, the details of which remain secret. So that was in 2018, a five-year deal. And then we had this in Melbourne. Outrage as the Chinese flag is thrown over a Melbourne police station in controversial um, move. <laughs> it says something else, but I don't want to get into what else they're tacking onto the headline. Oh, wow. This is right here. This is a different one than I remember. Um, so I think that is a, a sanctioned police move there. But um, there are other stories, although this one is probably the same right here. (laughs) 
people are like getting pissed about the Chinese flags being all over the Russian police. Um, I thought I thought it was like a Breitbart uh, story. I wish I could find it. Uh, Chinese flag. I mean, that's that's one good example, and it shows that it's a pattern. But it was for like their 70th birthday. Maybe that's how I can search it. It's like, happy 70th birthday to the... Yeah, well, no, we already clicked on that one. Okay, this is the same period. Here's a different circle, or a different circle, a different uh, photo for the video watchers here. Here it is over the station. And they were celebrating the 70th year anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party. Or Communist China or whatever, something like that. So I wanted to throw that in there and let's keep going through the people. Uh, shout out to Lee Redpath, always good to see you Lee. Montel Dublin, Ras Illusion, Vegan Realist. Thank you everyone for stopping by. Uh, let me scroll back down, anybody else? Any other comments? Right, right, Sassy. It's a police station honoring a police state. Exactly. Good point. Varian Redbeard, Kimmy, good to see you both. Chappie, yo, awesome to see you. G Unit, spreading truth. Thanks for stopping in. All right, everybody. We'll we'll stop it right there. Um, I appreciate everybody uh, being here. Li three two M three. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, NPC five 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 six six. Marcus, everyone, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, hit that like button if you haven't hit it. That'll help new people find the find the show. And I hope you all have a great day. Thanks so much. Take care.